0: is food political you bet your bottom it is as anthony bourdain versus guy fieri is back in the news also selfie gate with miranda lambert have we lost etiquette and how much does it cost to live in canada really we're going to talk about that uncensored unfiltered unhinged it's the Corelcast. cast listen daily on your favorite streaming service Hello, and happy Hump Day. Uh, It is the Carell cast. I am Carell, which makes it convenient. So very glad you are joining me. Is food political? It it appears it is, uh, and Anthony Bourdain, the late Anthony Bourdain, had something to say about that as well. He felt that food was at the essence of politics, uh, and he did not like Guy Fieri. And now I'm seeing why. Guy Fieri has stepped into the middle of a controversy because he was photographed with his BFF, Donald Trump. Donald Trump, who today or yesterday, I guess, Tuesday, uh, you know, because I read the headlines every single day. So I get them confused and it's still in the news. It's still the top story. Donald Trump has been told he is a target of the January 20th or January 6th investigation. Uh, And I mean, I could have told him that. Did he have to wait from a letter from the special counsel to know that he was a target of the investigation? After all, he was the ringleader. Uh, So it should come as no surprise to him that the insurrection that he inspired and led, uh, that he is in fact a, you know, a target of that investigation. Uh, But he was in Las Vegas about a week ago, week and a half ago, and Guy Fieri was there ringside at a UFC event with him, and he was shaking his hand and all of that. And now there's been backlash against the Food Network and against Guy Fieri and his restaurants and his programs. Now, a lot of people came for me when I criticized him and said, you know, he's very pro-gay. You shouldn't attack him. No, he's not very pro-gay. I've heard he's performed LGBTQ marriages, but let me tell you this. He told his staff, it is documented in a Salon.com article, that he told his staff to warn him when gay people were going to be around because they freak him out this bleach blonde looking smurf said that gay people weird him out okay now i don't care if he's performed gay marriages or what he said that okay it's a credible source that he told his staff to make him aware when there's a gay person on the show or when he's going to be interviewing gay people because they weird him out okay so he's also friends with uh kid rock who is just you know a mess and so now the argument is, is food political? Well, Anthony Bourdain, the late Anthony Bourdain, did not like Guy Fieri. He felt that his restaurants were shit, in his opinion, uh, and that his shows were crap. That, and by the way, I agree with Anthony Bourdain on both those things. I know that Guy is a good friend of my friend, Mark Summers, and I'm sorry, Mark, if you're listening and I'm offending your friend, but his restaurants are crap. Uh, they serve horrifying food that is bad for the planet and bad for you. Uh, he thinks that excess and, and comfort food is the way. Now, look, he's got a lot more money and a lot more success than me. Okay, he does. So who am I to stand here and criticize him, right? He's found the winning formula. That doesn't make it right. But let's go to, is food political? The answer is an obvious yes. One of the, one of the biggest politicizations of food right now in the news is that Russia is no longer going to let wheat leave Ukraine uh, without being attacked there was an agreement with Russia that look we know you're at war with Ukraine but you know the world has to eat so you know you should not attack these wheat uh, barges as they leave Ukraine and Russia was like okay whatever well now they're not now Russia says that those wheat shipments are no longer safe and therefore there's going to be shortages in places like Africa and India and all over maybe the united states we grow our own we are 100% self sufficient on wheat but that doesn't matter because we also also export it and now we're going to have to export more which is going to leave less they're going to find a reason flour is going to go up bread's going to go up food is the essence of politics they have launched wars over food and farmland Serfs and all of the indentured servants that used to make the food and grow the food for the rich revolted the French Revolution Food is at the very basics of all politics food and water and land the three things that a human needs to survive land a place to live food something to eat and Water something to drink and of course air that's that's really all politics should be about air Food, water, land, because that's all that we need as humans. I would add in healthcare care to that. But that's it. Places to eat, places to live, places to drink water and, you know, have water, clean water, and medical care. That's all government should be, and all of that is tied to the environment. Every bit of air, water, land, food. That's all tied to the environment. So four out of five things that humans have to have to survive are tied to the environment. How can that not be political? The price of food is political. There's a war somewhere, prices change. There's a drought somewhere, prices change. You know, a a country decides to embargo. George Bush made a deal with India and gave them nuclear weapons and they gave us mangoes. And I'm not making that up. You can look it up. Food is used in politics all the time. Food is political. And so the notion that Guy Fieri should not, look, we now live in an era where if you support Donald Trump, you know, you can't be called what you are, which is a traitor. You know, we now live in an era where instead of anyone that supports Trump being seen as a seditionist traitor who supports treason, who supports infidelity, immorality, grifting, lying, cheating, stealing, espionage, all of these things, all things that are un-American. If you support that man, that's what you support. You know, I had a homeless guy in the park this morning on our very early walk. Uh, defend Donald Trump, said, oh, he only sleeps three, four hours a day. He's a voracious reader. Joe Biden can't figure out what room he's in. And I just looked at this homeless fuck and thought to myself, you ain't got a pot to piss in. And yet somehow, you know, I've seen that guy sleeping on a bench every morning for a year, and somehow Trump propaganda got through to him and resonated with him. The Republican Party would not help that man. They could care less about that man. That, you know, they would want that man to die, quite frankly. And yet he supports them. He's hungry. That homeless guy needs food. Food is political. How much money do we spend on food stamps every year? That's political. Not enough, by the way. My sister is on food stamps. No shame in my game. And they give her $140 a month. A month. That's one trip to the grocery store nowadays. 140 a month. That's political. The amount of, and I just think of all the you know, our food stamp program costs $62 billion a year. We've given three times that to Ukraine. We could triple the benefits of people on food stamps if we simply wanted to. Because they obviously have the money to write checks. You know, the essence of all politics goes back to human needs and food is one of the biggest ones. So yes, Guy Fieri and his empire and Food Network, it is fair game if one of your hosts supports basically a Nazi. And they can be called Nazis now. They've adopted the Nazi symbol. They carry it at rallies. They carry it out in front of Disneyland. They openly carry the Nazi flag. And many of them have said they support Vladimir Putin. So they can MAGA can now be called American Nazis. Because they have adopted the symbol. And they want a dictator. They literally want a dictator. So that makes what Guy Fieri did fair game. And it makes attacking him, his restaurants, his food shows, that's all open game. Why? Because food is political. The very notion. You know what? You learn more about a culture when you sit down at a meal with people in it. That's how you learn. That's what that's what Anthony Bourdain did. Look, I didn't like Anthony Bourdain. I thought he was a, a brash, you know, straight guy. I don't know. I, we met twice. I interviewed him once, and it didn't really go that well. He was a little shit, you know. He was. He was. But he is right when he says Guy Fieri sucks and that food is very political. Food is the essence of politics. World leaders sit and have meals to determine our fate to think that food is not political all right when we come back we're not the only country experiencing high housing prices wait till you hear about what's going on in vancouver make your device a whole lot smarter get the Corel cast app free at the app store of your choice now By the way, I am in a caftan. This is a one-piece, beautiful caftan that Steve gave me. I wear them in the summer now here in Vegas with nothing on underneath them because you know what? It's just too darn hot. And these are very cool. They wear them in Saudi Arabia. It's not called a caftan there, but they wear them in Saudi Arabia, in Pakistan, in India. They wear them in many uh, countries where it's very hot. The men wear them, uh, and this one has pockets and everything. And I'm I wear it all. I wore it today. I worked T-Mobile. Uh, You know, yesterday, uh, Tuesday, when I went to T-Mobile, I wore this, washed it last night because my other two were at the dry cleaners. So I wanted to wear it again today. Uh, So I washed it last night, Tuesday night, got it out and dried it this morning. I air dried it outside, by the way. Look, no wrinkles. I air dried it outside. I'm out there at two in the morning taking this down out. I'm not making that up. Uh, Anyway, uh, so, you know, I would move to Vancouver right now if I could. And I mean that. I'd just chuck it all in and move to the gay district of Vancouver if I could. And if any of you want to raise a million dollars for me, so I can do that, then, but, uh, you know, that's that's really what it would cost. And I so I watch houses there and, and home prices. Now, there's a big story in the Vancouver Sun today about uh, they're raising the interest rates in Vancouver, or in Canada, again, on real estate. Uh, and that's much to the chagrin of the market and to people who, Realize poor people just can't pay these increases. Uh, And so they did a survey as to how much it costs and how much you have to make to own a house in Metro Vancouver. Uh, And right now, that's at about 240,000 Canadian, uh, which is somewhere about 205,000 American. They're at 75 cents for every dollar. So you take away, I guess, a quarter of that 285, which is about $56,000. About twenty percent, uh, and you're, you're somewhere down at about you know two hundred five to ten, because the average price average price of a house in Vancouver is a million a million Canadian dollars, which is eight hundred and thirty thousand uh, American dollars, and that's the average price. There are much higher ones and not many lower, and so I obviously can't afford five six seven eight hundred thousand dollars for a house. And I don't want a mortgage. And so Vancouver is just out of my reach. But the article points out that it's out of most Canadians' reach. Canadians don't make $236,000 a year. And that's how much you need to buy a home there. So if you're two incomes, you each need to be making about $115,000 a year. And people just aren't making that. You know, we talked about the SAG-AFTRA strike yesterday. The average pay for an actor is $27 an hour. That's, that's like minimum wage. Minimum wage for inflation should be 30 bucks an hour. That's only $4,800 a month, which would be less than what? $55,000, $54,000 a year? You can't live on that. That should be the minimum that you live on. So, minimum wage should be 30 bucks an hour and would be if the greedy corporations would pay people what, you know, instead of taking all the profits. Well, the same obvious, obviously applies in Canada where in Vancouver, you need to basically make a quarter of a million dollars a year to be able to afford a house. And you know, we hear these figures, even here in this country, we hear these figures here in America, like, oh, the average price of the house, 500,000, the average rent, three hundred. You know, I don't, I've been feeling old recently because I'll be 61 this year. And I actually remember when a person making in just a middle income job, not a really high paying job, But just a middle you know not mcdonald's but i remember when you could get a job at mcdonald's or other minimum wage jobs and still afford an apartment and still afford some sort of older used car or whatever you can't live on minimum wage now and now if you're not making seven seventy thousand dollars a year is just getting by you know My friend Steve, he makes somewhere on 70, 80 a year. I mean, he's a good job. It's a great job. He has a great job with a great company. But he's not rolling in dough. You know, back 50 years ago, if you had his job, meaning a middle income job, you could own your house. You could own a car. You could probably have a car for your spouse. You could take vacations. Nowadays, you make 100 grand a year and all of it goes to live. You know, my friend Hannah, I always reference her. She's making what they need to make in Canada to buy a house. She's making over a quarter of a million dollars a year. And again, she is not rolling in dough. She does not have a vacation home. She does not have two cars. She does not even own a house. She rents in the marina in in, uh, in Southern California, Marina Del Rey. And yeah, her rent is four grand a month, basically. And people say, oh, that's way expensive. Not that expensive. You know, a regular two bedroom down there is about 28 to three grand. So, yeah, she's paying an extra thousand to live at the beach, but that's not that much more. Housing prices across the globe have gone so that people can't afford them. Don't they want to sell houses? And once they sell them, don't they want the people to be able to live there? When when your mortgage is taking 50%, 60% of your income, none of this is sustainable. i got to tell you, I'm a little worried about all of it this week, as, as the shows can tell. I'm a little worried that our, everything is going to come crashing down. You know, I keep hearing about the grocery store and how, oh, prices are down. They're not down. And I've heard more complaints in the last week and this week, Monday and Tuesday of this week, I've had more people tell me the groceries are crap that my sister on the phone today even said or yesterday said, you know, I'm sorry. I just do the show very early on Wednesday. So it seems like it was Tuesday uh, because I haven't slept much. Uh, But, you know, my sister was like, you go there and everything's crap. The the fruits, the vegetables, they're all too ripe. You know, I'm where I don't know where this is going. You know, really that's really one of, that should be the topic I, I really talk about today. I'm not sure where I'm headed. I hope for good things. I sent my book to an agent on Monday, and, I, you know, I, I hope there's good things happening. But I'm just not sure where the world is headed because we're all at a breaking point. And every market that I see is at a breaking point. The real estate market just can't keep doing what it's doing. You know, the job market. You you people are though we're begging for employees. No, you're begging for slaves. If you paid a decent wage, you would have employees. It's like here in Las Vegas, they did a whole study on 911 and why it takes so long to get through. They have a budget for 256 employees. They only have 135. When asked why, they said they can't get good employees. Well, I checked what they're paying. No, who wants to answer 911 calls for $17 an hour? It's one of the most, you know, stressful jobs in the world. So where is this heading? I'd like to hear your quotes. Where where do you think we're heading? You know, it's not sustainable. If you don't own a home right now, do you ever plan on owning one? Do you ever think it's in the cards? Most people are acting like they're never gonna own one now. And what about food prices and income from your employment? Where do you think we're heading? And we're in the middle of this giant heat wave, you know, and we should, it's like after a mass shooting, you know, we should do everything we can to make sure there's not another. Well, with this heat wave, we should do everything we can to make sure that future ones are not this bad. Why aren't we acting? Is it because none of us, think there's a future? Is that why the present is starting to turn out so icky? Because so many of us don't think that there's a future? I'd love your comments on that down below or at youtube.com forward slash really My patrons, you can comment on Patreon. Uh, and of course, send me an email, comments at If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes at reallycorel.com. That's really, K-A-R-E-L.com. You know, a recurring thing I hear these days is, what is wrong with people? What is wrong with people? You know, we just, we seem to live in the age of entitlement, where everyone thinks they're entitled to just do whatever they want, and where etiquette has gone out the window. Now, I'm one for breaking norms, but there are some things you just don't do. For instance, I saw uh, someone on Instagram, he was uh, about to go down a water slide, and he he was going to jump on it and go backwards. And the guy's going, no, 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 you can't do that. You cannot go backwards. You can't go backwards. He just ignored him and went backwards. What happened? He hurt his neck. He won't get any money from the park. And the lawyers now saw his video and have banned him from all the water parks. But he just thought, oh, I can ignore this guy. I can do what I want. And how many of you have encountered people who just, whether they're driving, they're at the store, whatever, they just think they can do whatever the hell they want. Well, you can't. That has come up in Miranda Gate, right here in Las Vegas. It's made national news. Country music star Miranda Lambert was right over here at Planet Hollywood, uh, not more than seven miles from my house here. And she was doing her show on Monday night. And this influencer, ugh, puke already. Uh, this, yeah, I just, I'm so done with people who call themselves influencers. You know, that just, it's just a pukey title. And they use the term content which just demeans everything. A motion picture or a TV show is not content. The word content came into vogue when people had blogs and they needed to get people to come back to their blogs. And so they decided we have to put more content on the website and they often used video. And so suddenly video started getting called content. Okay, this podcast is not content. I am a seasoned, trained entertainer and broadcaster. This is entertainment, this is television, and this is radio, it's not content. But anyway, this influencer thought that she should be able to do a photo shoot right down front, right in front of the artist. Literally 30 feet in front of Miranda Lambert, who's up there trying to sing songs and do a show for 7,000 people. So Miranda wasn't having it, she stopped the show, chastised the girl uh, and then went on with the show. And now, the people are divided about whether or not that was okay. Some can't believe she treated a fan that way. I'm going to show you here, and you know I'm not really good with this video thing, I'm going to show you here uh, what happened. I'm going to stop right here for a sec, Danny. I'm sorry. These girls are worried about the selfie and not listening to the song. It's pissing me off a little bit. Adela Kalen says she and her friends were taking these pictures when Miranda told them they should be paying attention to the show instead of taking photos. She said these girls are more interested in taking selfies and then she said sit down. I thought I feel like I'm being back in school and me and my friends did something that annoyed the teacher and she scolded us and she told us to sit down. Everybody was having such a great time. We were, we would stand up at times and dance. It was great energy. But after that happened, it was just, uh, it was not the same. A representative for the singer telling ABC News overnight, Lambert had, quote, no statement to add. Experts saying fans snapping pictures at concerts is typically all a part of the show. Taking photos at concerts seems to be like a very normal occurrence, but I do think that as a performer, these sorts of incidents do happen all the time, and it seems like Miranda just took this a little bit too personally. I'm gonna stop right here for a second. I don't think she took it too personally at all. I think that little queen from Rolling Stone was just a millennial and doesn't know what he's talking about. Now, first of all, Madonna and other artists make you put your cell phone in a little magnetic bag and that's that, you don't get it during the show. And I still don't understand why people go to concerts and sit there on their phones, watching the entire concert through their little screen, put it down and look what's going on on stage. But this woman was doing a frickin' photo session down front. If you're watching my video at youtube.com forward slash really and I wish more of you did. Uh, if you're watching the video, subscribing to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash really R-E-A-L-L-Y-K-A-R-E-L. Maybe it's the name. Maybe that's, you know, I have all this great content and I have less than 2,000 subscribers. People wag their junk in sweatpants and get 2 million views. Maybe I should start wagging my junk. Uh, Anyway, so what, you know, you're at a concert. You're down front. You have seats that everybody would envy. And what are you doing? Not taking one photo, not taking two photos, taking like 10 pictures because you're an influencer and you're using Miranda Lambert as a prop in your photos. And when the prop says, you know what? Hey, I ain't your prop. Sit down, watch my show. You know, I've had enough. And suddenly, like with everything, the audience is divided. You can hear people saying, well, she shouldn't treat fans that way. Let's go. Well, then get your ass out. It's her show. You know, fans shouldn't treat her that way. Why does everyone think about the way she treated her fan? What about the disrespect that fan is showing her? Like I think that Boris Barinoff woman uh, was a fan of hers. Like she knows any Miranda Lambert songs, but whatever. You know, what about the disrespect of being right down front in the pits, right in front of an artist, and they had a woman that was taking their photo. They weren't just holding up the phone for a selfie. They had someone behind them taking pictures of them with Miranda in the background, using Miranda Lambert as a prop, and she didn't like it. So where are you on this? Did Miranda go too far by stopping the show and saying, "Uh uh-uh, stop, sit down, I'll start the song again, but I'm not going to have this? Or do you think she should have just, you know, chucked it up to being on stage in Vegas and, and today's world and, you know, even though they're disrespecting her, just continued her show? Because I would have stopped the show dead. Pat DiLupone did on Broadway. Pat DiLupone stopped a Broadway show and said, put away your fucking phone. What is wrong with people? What is wrong with this, you know, Melania Trump wannabe? Well, darling, we were down front and we were just having such a good time. Me and my girlfriends, we were standing up and we were having so much fun. And then all of a sudden we were told to sit down like we were being scolded by our teacher. Well, that's because you were screwing up. That's why you were being scolded by the teacher. People just have no respect anymore for themselves, for performers. But now they're throwing stuff at performers. Now they're videotaping, you know, photo sessions down front. You know instead of watching the show And the performers are supposed to stand there and take it Well no no they're not All right, What do you think I'd love to hear what you think about this Miranda Gate Should she have stopped the show And singled out that fan and said sit down And now this influence She's milking it she's all over the place I am Carell be who you want to be So long as it doesn't hurt anybody Think about those words okay Patrons, I'll be right back. The rest of you, see you Friday. Friday, Friday. Thank God it. Thank God it. I love voice. Thank God it. Hey, it's Corel. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to YouTube.com forward slash That's YouTube.com forward slash for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons of Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to Patreon.com forward slash That's Patreon.com forward slash my website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, reallycorel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.